They say imitation is the highest form of flattery, unless you're a pop superstar. Superstar Ariana Grande is suing Lincoln Heights based Forever 21 for using a lookalike model for their social media campaign. The Hollywood Reporter says Grande is asking now for $10 million in damages. Hard to say how that's going to shake out now because today Forever 21 is facing an existential crisis. The company is filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It's another victim of brick and mortar retail losing out to online business. But there's something else going on here with young consumers. Dana Thomas is a style writer and the author of Fashionopolis, The Price of Fast Fashion and the Future of Clothes. The old school model, the 20th century model of retailing is over. Direct to consumer and, you know, e-tailing have taken over. And then the climate crisis week that we just concluded and all these different things are making customers think hard about, you know, purchasing clothes en masse. Mostly it just proves that the economies of scale model in the long run doesn't work. So what's interesting is Forever 21's audience, they're young, younger even than uh, the name suggests. It sounds like you're saying teenagers are kind of waking up to what fast fashion and the climate actually means to them. Is that right? Absolutely true. I mean, I've been on this book tour for about a month and I keep talking to Generation Z and millennials who are just up in arms about all of this. They're, they're marching in the streets in, in London and getting arrested and protesting here in Paris. And, you know, and then there's Greta hammering away at, Greta at the Tumba, UN. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yes, they're really concerned about this. And they think they're more concerned about the planet than they are about their closet. And so there's a whole movement to being more consciously aware, more responsible as a consumer. And it's coming from the youth. It's about veganism. It's about, you know, not buying into fast fashion, but re-wearing, reselling, renting clothes. And, you know, these companies that are based on selling volume, volume, volume at cheap, cheap, cheap prices are going to have a lot of trouble. How, how does this news impact foreign economies? In the past, Forever 21 has been busted in Los Angeles for producing in sweatshops. And, you know, they said they didn't know that their things were being produced in sweatshops that had been subcontracted by their contractors. But most clothes are actually made overseas. And 98% of the people making apparel for us today are not paid a living wage. You know, in Bangladesh, they earn $68 a month. I wish that fashion brands were investing more in labor and training people to do better work and paying them for it, as opposed to just churning out junk that they can sell for pennies apiece. If you paid 20 bucks for something at Forever 21, that meant the person who made it was paid 20 cents. And that's just a terrible ratio. And it's and it's not sustainable on an environmental level. And it's not sustainable on a humanity level. So when it comes to fast fashion, Dana, as as a consumer, we're walking through a store or shopping online. Uh, what red flags should we be looking out for? I mean, if something is cheaper than it seems. Does that signal yeah, if something? It's too, if it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Absolutely. Somewhere along the way in the supply chain, somebody got ripped off. And most likely it's the person who did the sewing, who did actually the hardest work of all. Are there brands or labels or uh, designers who are doing this right? Well, yeah, sure. There's plenty. I mean, that's the antithesis of fast fashion. It's called slow fashion. And it's exactly that. It goes slowly. There's zero waste. They make only what as you need. You pay more for it, but you're paying what it's worth. You're paying for the labor so somebody can have health care and earn a living wage. You're paying for good materials and that are sustainably grown and sourced. You have to pay for that. 
So for these muscular box store versions of fast fashion, like the Primarchs or the H&Ms of this world, I mean, what are they seeing when they see a Forever 21 go belly up? Are they just waiting for the ripples to hit them now? I think they are scrambling and they're trying to figure out how to not let that happen to them. And you may see some shifts in in policy and the way business is done. Already H&M has been H- embracing the sustainable sustainability movement. They say by 2020, they'll only be sourcing sustainable cotton. So H&M is on the ball in trying to make their company somewhat greener. But as long as their business model is based on volume, these companies will never be wholly sustainable. And I think they're now scratching their heads saying, how are we going to tweak our business models so we don't wind up like Forever 21? And at the high end of things, how much does sustainability come into play at, uh, say, Paris Fashion Week or or Milan, where, you know, a garment will set you back like $10,000? Right. Well, more and more. Last night, I was at a powwow that Stella McCartney hosted. And it was talking about, you know, how, how do we get this to reverb across the industry? As Stella said, there's no reason why luxury isn't using organic cotton. I mean, if it's seen as a luxury because only 1% of our cotton today is organic, then surely the luxury brands should be sourcing it. There is a cleaner future if we put our mind to it. Dana Thomas giving us her take on the bankruptcy of clothing retailer Forever 21. She's the author of Fashionopolis, The Price of Fast Fashion and the Future of Clothes. Dana, thanks very much for your time. My pleasure. Anytime. Is sustainability important to you when you shop for clothes? And how do you navigate that? Go to our Instagram stories at PRI The World to join that conversation and tell us how you shop.